What's going on, guys? This is Seth back with another DWF Defense Wins Fantasy Podcast, part of the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. We're back tonight to talk about the AFC West. That's right, the big guns have came on the offensive side, but what does that mean for the defensive side of the ball? We'll get to that. But first, one thing I kind of just wanted to really reminisce about tonight is I was thinking about some of the uh, – Players that have kind of gone too soon on the defensive side of the ball, where you know they just they retired a little early. Uh, my personal one of my personal favorites is Luke Keekley, uh, the linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. That dude was an absolute stud from the day he walked onto the field to the day he hung him up. Uh, too soon, but understandably so for you know the concerns with injuries and things like that. Patrick Willis was another one, just an absolute monster in the middle of that defense for the 49ers. It just kind of makes you wonder about some of the the older older linebackers you know the the singletaries that kind of era what the idp fantasy landscape would have looked like with uh with those guys because obviously idp is a fairly new philosophy for for fantasy football just because we get bored and we just want more and more and more and we we want something more basically we just want to be a commissioner um not a commissioner but a a gm of a team and this is basically as close as we can get, is to have a pretend team where we pick pretend uh, team names and pick players off of different teams that don't actually play together. And that's where we're at, you know. And I'm fine with that, honestly. I don't care. It's enjoyable to me. It's something that I think most of our viewers love, too. But the point of the fun is the trading and the bargaining and then the putting the perfect team together that goes all the way to the championship. And really, that's what... The fantasy holics are all about is trying to get you to that championship, whether it's IDP, which is myself, you know, IDP Dynasty Leagues, or, you know, you're into the redraft, which we have the flex, or you want, you know, the IDP is not your style. You just want Dynasty in general. And we have the Fat Boys Dynasty podcast there. On top of that, we have even more stuff coming as the uh, start of the season gets closer and closer. So keep us locked in, do the like and follow, and make sure that you're getting the most up-to-date information from an army of guys that love fantasy football like you guys and maybe are a little bit too nerdy and too obsessed with it so that you don't have to be. You know what? You got a family. You got kids. You don't have that much time. You have enough time to put us on on your way to work, on your way home, get enough information to know who you're going to start, who you're going to sit, who you're going to pick up off the waiver wire, or who you're going to draft. Let us take the wheel and help you guys out. So with that being said, we're going to start in the AFC West with the Los Angeles Chargers. I still can't get over that loss. I'm, I'm just not having a good time with that. It's San Diego in my mind and will, I think, forever be. Uh, but anyway, the bust player for uh, the Chargers, once again, I'll go through the bust, the breakouts, and the players to watch. Uh, the bust player for the Chargers is Kenneth Murray, linebacker. He's coming into year three. He was a first-round draft pick for the Chargers, and he was injured early last year, hurt his ankle. When he came back, quote-unquote healthy, he really did not get much playing time, hardly any at all. I mean, it was 
just staggering what was going on with that defense. They kept saying that he's fine, he's playing, and then he didn't get the snaps. He didn't get the snap counts. I don't know if it's that he just couldn't cut on the ankle, if he was having issues with coverage, or if it was just something completely different where he just, like, I don't know, after his first year felt complacent and wasn't ready to go. Or To me, I don't think it was injury-related or they would have just kind of sat him down for the year if they kept seeing that. But they kept putting him out there. They kept having him on the starting roster. Um, and it just it just was something that tells me that they're not impressed with his development and his you know growth. So two years ago, like I said, first-round pick. But two years later, and he's looking like an NFL bust, and not just fantasy-wise. I think he could be in some trouble. As I said about the snap rate, he only played 52% of the snaps last year. Woof. As a middle linebacker, you, that's not good. That tells me that 52% tells me he probably is not doing the right things in coverage either. So bust, Kenneth Murray linebacker for the Los Angeles Chargers. My breakout is Nazir Adderley. I He had a strong third year, and it brings Adelaide into the breakout conversation, in my opinion. Playing next to Derwin James has helped his development, uh, and he's actually not hurt his stats. Derwin had 118 tackles last year, and Adderley still had 99 tackles. He missed uh, a couple games last year with that 99 tackles due to COVID, so it wasn't injury-related, but it was due to COVID. And I expect to continue the growth on the team this year, uh, because it also is his final year in his contract. And anybody knows that they're trying to get paid. They're going to try to stay on the field. They're going to try to do as much as they can. So he's got more motivation than most to stick it out and uh, have his best year thus far. Once again, 99 tackles is nothing to be uh, angry about. But this guy has the opportunity to really break out into the safety realm. My player to watch is a little bit different for this one. Haven't done this yet, but it's the defensive line in general. I know it's odd. I know I normally give you the players, but looking at this, it was extremely difficult. You have Sebastian Joseph Day. You have Austin Johnson. You have Jerry Tillery. Those three guys add up to 919 pounds of meat for this front seven. All three were viable options last year for fantasy. Joseph Day was the most impactful, although he missed a chunk of the season. Austin Jackson is coming over from the Giants where he had a great season. He had actually his best year thus far. And Jerry Tillery had 50 tackles and four and a half sacks. Both were career highs for him. So with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the outside, kind of playing that outside linebacker slash rush player in the defense, the front seven could be scary good. That being said, I'm unsure who will be the leader in the clubhouse as far as those three guys. Smart money's on Sebastian Joseph Day. That's the guy that everybody's going to be focused on. That's the guy that's probably on a roster already, but he's a guy that you could grab if he's not or trade for. Then I would put my money on Austin Johnson and then Tillery. Once again, 919 pounds on that line. Three guys that all have the opportunity to become the big kahuna of this D-line. So do with that, with what you will, with that information. It's a a tough one to kind of look at, but once again, keep an eye on this D-line because it's going to be impactful. 
moving on to the Chiefs. My bus player is Frank Clark. This really shouldn't come as any surprise. Big time name that's been falling in production the past few years. Hasn't been over 10 sacks in three years. Tackles have dropped the past four years as well. He's not the guy he used to be. It's not the guy that they traded all that for uh, from Seattle. But he's only a bust on my list because it's clear that he's dropping off in value or dropping off in his you know play. But I don't think you should even be talking about this guy being on your roster. He's a cut candidate in my eyes. Last year, only scored double-digit points twice. Cut him, move on, get younger. Try to trade him first, sure. Get something for him. But Frank Clark isn't a guy that should be being your starting lineup at all this coming year. Not as your bye week fill-in. There's other guys that are doing just as much, if not more, with higher upside at this point in his career. Now, my breakout player for the Chiefs. They've invested heavily in a young linebacker. This guy played in the Midwest for college. It's a high-capital draft pick. I know you guys know who I'm talking about. Nick Bolton. Oh, were you thinking Leo Chanel? Mm, Not your time, young grasshopper. Not yet. Bolton is entering his second season in prime position to man this defense. He had 112 tackles last year, which led the team. He'll be the stalwart for the defense for years to come. Second round draft capital on this guy. And the defense is in the midst of a turnover. Frank Clark's aging out. They're bringing in George Karloftis. They brought in Leo Chanel. They brought in some younger safety help. This turnover has Nick Bolton leading the way for this defense. He is the head kahuna. He's the guy. Leo Chanel is going to be a great linebacker. I have full faith in that. But he's not going to be the leader of the defense like Bolton is. Bolton, I think, will still be the breakout candidate you want on your team. He's going to lead the team in tackles again this year, and he's going to do even more to sustain this capability and this uh, strength in fantasy. My player to watch, Legereus Sneed, former fourth-round pick entering his third season. And this is what I love about the NFL. He's held down the starting role, even though they've had higher draft capital player like Juan Thorhill on the roster. Why? Because he's better. He's playing better. So I love teams that don't put everything into draft capital, and they say, listen, this guy's playing better than you. You better figure it out. He's starting his third season, as I stated. He went from 4.6 tackles a game to 5.1 in his second year. And he's got five picks in the first two years. He's a solid player that's going to be on the field. But my concerns, why he's my player to watch and not like a breakout player, is that once again, Thornhill does have draft capital that they might feel like he's starting to figure out and takes over the starting role. They brought in Justin Reed from Houston. And he's quite a good safety himself. But all in all, Legereus Sneed is the top of the depth chart coming into the preseason. 
then he's worth an ad or a pickup on your team. Just make sure that he is. I have all faith that he's going to start the season. I think that he's a solid player. But once again, the NFL can be fickle as well, so make sure that he's at the top of the depth chart, and you'll be fine. Moving on to the Broncos. Bust candidate for 2022 and really beyond. Randy Gregory, defensive end. The big free agent acquisition from Dallas comes over to Denver with a whole lot of hype, especially because of how he did Dallas dirty, where he basically kind of accepted the offer and then said, you know what? Nah, I'm going to go on over to uh, Denver this year. But when you sit down and you look at the numbers, I don't get the hype. Never had double-digit sacks. He's never played more than 14 games in the five seasons that he was allowed to play. He missed the 2017 season. He missed the 2019 season due to indiscretions. We'll just leave it at that. And last year, he had a whopping 19 tackles and six sacks. Just pass. Pass on Randy Gregory. Not worth the headache. Not worth what Denver's paying him, in my opinion. Maybe being on a new team is going to give him a new lease on life with this. But once again... He's never really been it. Not once had double-digit sacks. I just am like, how is this guy continuing to get this much money? He must look really good in practice. That's all I really have to say because it's just on the field, he's not putting up the numbers. Breakout player for the Denver Broncos. Patrick Sertan Jr., cornerback. Well, the apple didn't really fall far from the tree on this one, looks just like Pops out there. He had an outstanding rookie campaign. He finished as cornerback 18 as a rookie. 58 tackles and four picks. One of those went to the house, and that was an impressive play. If you haven't seen it, you should go ahead and YouTube that. But I feel like this guy is going to have his best IDP fantasy season of his career this year. Patrick Sertan will finish as a top five defensive back this season. No doubt about it. He's still in that window that I talk about so much where he's young enough that quarterbacks are still going to try to pick on him and he's getting good enough, fast enough that he's going to take advantage of it more so than some of the other players would at this point in time. So Patrick Sertan, cornerback. Sorry, Patrick Sertan, junior cornerback for the Denver Broncos. Now my player to watch is Alex Singleton. This guy had two back-to-back great seasons in Philly. But to me, it seemed to be out of necessity and not talent. Why? Last year, he was pulled off the field a lot. Left me scratching my head a bit. Okay, well, he, you know, maybe it was just a certain position or whatever. Let me give you the, the stats on this. He had three games stretch last year where he was yanked out of the game to the tune of only playing 22% of defensive snaps. 22% of snaps. Well, Seth, he's, he's injured. 
he must have hurt or tweaked something. And it was three games in a row, so I'm sure that had something to do with injury. Okay, champ. Then explain to me why he had his highest percentage of special teams plays during those games all year. You got a dude that's nursing an injury that's a starter for your team. You ain't telling him to go block field goals. You ain't telling him to go on punt coverage, okay? You're having him get healthy. You're keeping him on the bench, and you got other players to do that. You got to throw the red flags when the red flags are shown. There's something going on with Singleton. They didn't want him back. They let him go to Denver. And of those three games, the Eagles lost two of them. So it tells me that they were unhappy with his play because he was getting beat. He's a liability on the field. He's going to a new scheme. That could be good. That could be bad. Denver's got a lot of talent on defense. But if that could be that they expose Singleton, which right off the bat, fantastic. You're going to get more tackles when they throw to him in coverage. Long term, they're going to put his butt on the bench. Plain and simple. I'd take the wait-and-see approach regarding Singleton. I I don't know if this is going to help him or hurt him. He had two great seasons as far as fantasy is concerned, but his NFL play has to allow him to stay on the field. I feel like I'm talking about Anzalone again. It's the same thing. You have to be capable to play the position to get the opportunity to make the tackles. That's my concern with him. So that's why he's a player to watch. I don't think he's an all-out bust. Because I feel like he has the capability to be successful. He's proven it in a couple years. But he, I don't want him to be the guy that costs you a week because after three you know, bad coverage plays, they put him on the bench, and you're, you're stuck not getting any points the rest of the game. So that's my two cents on that. Got a little fired up, man. Final team that we're going to talk about is the Raiders. My bust player for fantasy this year. Is Keelan Farrell. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that dude's been a bust since since they drafted him. <laughs> Great job. Great job, Gruden. Was Mayock on board then? I don't know, but that was that was yeah, I think he was. That not good. Not good pick. Nobody had him going that high, but what do I know? My real bust candidate is Chandler Jones. Still defensive end. He's coming to a new team at Age 32. If you listen to my age concern, what's my age again episode? He's in that window of dropping off. Sure. Last year he had 10 and a half sacks. Pretty solid year. Except for five of those sacks were in the first game of the season. Albeit that was absolutely insane. But you started with five sacks and you had 16 more games and you had... Five sacks. That's that's not great. Now, he's a fine player. Don't get me wrong. But his age and going to a new team, getting paid a whole lot of money to be on that new team, I'm just not sold. There is a bonus. He might already know the scheme if Josh McDaniels brings the Patriots scheme with him, which he might. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play all that, but he should know some of the verbiage and things like that. Like I said, I think he's going to be a fine player for the Raiders. I think it's going to be a solid player, but I don't think he's going to go out there and have one of his career years, not at age 32, not coming off a 10-sack season where half of his sacks were in the first game. He's going to be an okay guy. 
but he's not going to be what you expect him to be or what you've been getting out of him in the past four or five years. He was a, he was a great player in Arizona, but Father Time catches up with everybody, and that's where we're at with Chandler. Now, my breakout player is Max Crosby. Ironic enough that we were talking about Keelan Farrell. Probably not ironic because I make the docket and I know what I'm going to talk about. But Max Crosby was drafted in the same draft as Keelan Farrell in the fourth round instead of the fourth pick uh, and has been way better. And we all know his name as the NFL world. People have him ranked as one of the best ends in the league. But in fantasy, he hasn't been the guy just yet. So that's why I have him as the breakout player. Also, it's probably going to be very hard to get this guy if you don't have him on your team already. He's only gone over 10 sacks once, and that was his rookie year. And he actually didn't go over. He had exactly 10. But Max Crosby's gotten stronger against the run year over year. And I think with the tutelage of a guy like Chandler Jones, who's going to be the town, a pro, an all-pro Crosby's going to can and will take the next step for this defense and for your fantasy team. He's the bright spot on this defense. He has been for years. And with his new $98 million extension, he's now the face of the defense for years to come. You got to love Max Crosby. He's got great worth ethic, and he's willing to put in the time and he wants to do be the best. And I think this is a year that we all start to see it on the fantasy landscape, not just the NFL field. And finally, my player to watch is Trevin Moerig, safety out of TCU. He was a rookie last year, coming into his second year. He had a solid rookie year. Not extremely noteworthy, but solid. One of my concerns about his rookie year is that he had 55 tackles. Oh, well, he's a rookie. You know, he gets on the field a little bit more and more. No, he played 99% of the snaps last year for defense. Ah, 55 tackles on 99% of the snaps doesn't mean that he's getting much better on that unless he really just spikes on his ability. You know, you got to pump those numbers up, those rookie numbers, I guess literally. But there's a new regime coming to town. They didn't draft him. So I'm curious to see how it plays out for him. Once again, the numbers were solid. Not great as a rookie. I've seen better. So keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on the playing time. Once again, if you're starting 100% of the snaps last year and it goes down from there, not good for you. And if it seems like it's going in that direction, Trevin might be a cut candidate. So that is the AFC West. We've still got two more AFC divisions to go the next two weeks. Uh, we're getting, once again, I said we're, we're in middle of July. Now we're in the heat of it. It's getting ready to be draft time. So whether you're focused on dynasty leagues, dynasty startups, IDP, redrafts, we have you covered. The flex that comes out Thursday mornings. IDP comes out Friday mornings. Fat Boys Dynasty comes out Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, whenever you want to listen to it. They try to get it out as soon as possible. But the key is we have you covered. Check us out on Facebook, 
Fantasyholics. Uh, we're all now on Instagram as well and Twitter. Uh, but Facebook is where you will get the most content, the most bang for your buck, if you will. So come check us out. Shoot us a message. You got a draft question. Got a uh, trade question. We'll be happy to help you out. But until next week, this is Seth, hashtag iceberg, signing off. We'll see you guys next week. This podcast has been presented by the Fantasyholics Podcast Network.